makes it 3-0 for the Birds after a 24-8 win. Bombs away. Jalen Hurts, 45 yards to Devontae Smith. And this is how it went on the defensive side of the ball. Nine sacks today. One after another after another. It was a long day for Carson Wentz. Welcome to the Post Game Show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni, joined by Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Ike. Victory! You can't see it. There's an IFB in my ear, right? That's for like for the, the studio to be able to communicate with me. No, it's an earplug because I knew that this was coming after this game. Nine sacks? Nine. Just a ridiculous performance from this Eagles defense. Devontae Smith goes off. The offense, very efficient. Just what a win. Huge win. The birds are undefeated, and so is Ike. Yelling right. victory. <laughs> Good work. Just an awesome job by this team. You know, on a short week, going to play a divisional opponent that's coming off of a loss. I thought this would be a little bit of a tougher game. Uh, the, the final score doesn't really tell you the story of today's game. I thought the offense was just dominant and flawless in that first half. And the defense really for four quarters. I mean, the defense just really had their hand on the pulse of this game from the jump. I think it was two or three sacks in the first series against Washington early in the game. So they let you know what the tone and how the tempo of this game was going to play out. Just an outstanding job uh, from this Eagles uh, offense, defense, just a, just a total effort today. They had five sacks in the first eight dropbacks for Washington. Just got after Carson Wentz from the jump, and it wasn't a, a ton of blitzing. I'm excited to go back and watch and just see exactly how many blitzes the Eagles sent, but it was a, mainly the four-man rush, and everybody was involved with this one. We saw Hassan Reddick. Ella, we called that one on the, on the kickoff we show. We, Hassan, we saw Hassan Reddick. We saw Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. The guys came in waves. It was a, it was a party at the quarterback. We're going to keep digging into the X's and O's here, but if you haven't noticed, me, Fran, and Ike, we match today. I know. Every, everyone's clicking on all cylinders, not just the Eagles. Well, this is how it went down today. Fran and I showed up to the kickoff show. We did not plan to match. We said, let's see if Ike will pick up on this. So we tweeted at him. He said, will he get the memo? Ike got the memo. This is how he responded to me on Twitter. And then he showed up with a matching tie and pocket square. I mean, we're all winning. That's pinky. Yeah. We're all winning. No, today. that's pinky. Yes. We're all winning. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome job by us. We're, listen, we're, we're in, um, we're in uh, what is it called? Concert. We're, we're in together. It's mid-season, mid-season yes. form right mid-season now. Mid-season form, yes. yes. Well, you, and you said you were going to wear that anyway. Yeah, I was kind of already in my sort of pink form this week <laughs> as I did with the, uh, the game day show. The Eagles game Had a little sure. bit of pink on. So um, it's great that we're all thinking alike. That's right. The synergy. is That's, just, that's the one I'm point. There you go. Synergy. There you go. Yes. See, that's my Ohio State degree yes. as opposed to that Michigan oh, State one. Right? Oh, man. Don't go there. How long is the show? Five, five minutes in. Here we all go. Right. Tough weekend. Okay. Tough weekend. <laughs> All right, we're going to get things back on track here. Let's go to the offense first. 24 points, they were all put up in the second quarter. What I liked about this game is that first quarter was a little slow. Jalen Hurts was challenged a little bit, but he responded, the whole offense adjusted, and they just kept putting points up on the board. Here's the thing that I noticed about Jalen today. Washington at times weren't in bad coverage situations. Jalen gave his guys the opportunity 
to go up and make plays. You look at this screen here from Dallas Goddard. This is a nice job by Dallas avoiding tackles and getting in the end zone. But there were a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations, whether it's with A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, where Jalen said, I'm going to trust my receivers and I'm going to give them an opportunity to go up and make a play. And his receivers rewarded him with coming down with the catch. Look at that right there. I mean, Devontae Smith today, it may have been his best game uh, as a pro, the way he looked out there today. Very dominant. Again, Jalen giving his guys the opportunity to make plays in the passing game. And when your receivers go up and reward you with getting a reception, man, he's going to have that trust and confidence to go back to them, even when there seems to be tight coverage there. Five catches, 85 yards for A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith going off, nearly 170 yards yep. receiving for him. Quez Watkins didn't have a catch in this game, but he had two big plays that were drawing pass interference flags. So this re this receiving core, just ridiculous. I'm going to break down Dallas Goddard's touchdown catch a little bit later from the first half. This, the versatility of this receiving core, it's going to make this offense really tough to stop on a weekly basis. Well, and after week one, there was so much panic. Oh, no, it's the A.J. Brown show. What about Devontae Smith? What about the other <laughs> receivers? This is what's going to happen in this offense. It's going to look different every single week. There's going to be a different way to get it done, and today was a perfect example of that. Yeah, when you have the uh, the multiple weapons that this offense has, you know, it basically boils down to Shane Steichen finding a way to get yep. different guys involved. And Jalen Hurts is his point guard out there on the field to where he's going to dish the ball, dish the ball to his receivers and let them go out there and make plays. So whether you're getting short yardage plays with three-step drop and a quick throw or when they decide to take a shot deep down the field, offensive line doing a great job of protecting. And Jalen, really, his ball placement, I saw really the last three weeks, I mean, these three games, he hasn't put the ball in harm's way yet. He has one interception on the season. Wasn't his fault. Went well, off his receiver's mm -hmm. hands. I love the fact that Jalen Hurts, I mean, he is night and day as far as a passer watching him this year. And I'm just talking about the confidence standing back there in the pocket and as he's going through his progressions and then delivering the ball with accuracy. You can really see that the hard work that he's put in this offseason paying off the first three games. And that's the thing is that he had a huge day, Jalen Hurts, but it's not like, oh, well, he threw for 180 and he ran for 90 right. and a touchdown. No, he only ran for 20 yards 20 in the day. Yards. The team as a whole only ran for 72. And again, that's the, the big thing that I keep hard on with this offense is that they've got answers for whatever the defense is going to throw at them on any given Sunday because hey one day they're going to try and take AJ Brown away okay that's fine we're going to go to some of these other pass catchers sometimes the pass game might not be clicking in general let's rely on the run game today only 72 yards rushing all right well now it's going to be a throw day and that's exactly what the Eagles did to beat up on this Washington commander secondary as we keep breaking things down here, Eagles fans, be sure to go to the Facebook comments on the show. Ask Ike. You can ask him anything. We'll air them on the show here, and Ike will uh, answer them with all the caffeine in his system. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I loved about today. You know, friends, sometimes we look at matchups going into games, and we feel like, okay, the Eagles will have an advantage in this area or that area. And then right. you don't know if they're going to actually go out there and try to exploit that. Yep. This week, you knew that the Washington secondary couldn't hold up in coverage. Mm -hmm. And if you gave Jalen Hurts time, he would have plays down the field. The Eagles made sure they took advantage of that. Defensively, this Washington offensive line coming in here banged up. Yeah. You knew there would be some opportunities. Detroit last week, I think they got five or six sacks against this offensive line. So you knew that the Eagles' defense wouldn't necessarily have to bring extra pressure. Our guys up front, the front four, would have to do their job beating one-on-one -on -one blocks, and that's exactly what they did today. They exploited the weaknesses of this Washington offense with the fact that they attacked 
the offensive line, and they attacked downfield against this Washington secondary. We talked about that guard-center-guard combination going into this game was that interior three for Washington could be had. And early on, we talked about five sacks in the first uh, 15 plays for Washington's offense. You could just go back and forth. It was like a ping pong. The center would slide to the right. All right, well, now Javon Hargrave is going to get the pressure. All right, we got to slide back the other way. Well, here comes Fletcher Cox for a sack. So, really, you got to pick your poison if you're an opposing offensive line. When the defensive front is humming like it was today, they are tough to block. Nine sacks, the most times that uh, Wentz has gotten sacked in his, in his career. Entering this game, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox were tied for most career sacks, and then they were going back and forth. Fletch <laughs> surpassed him in the game, then BG got to him, then Fletch passed him. I think BG won it today. He had two and a half sacks on the day, but Brandon Graham, guys, we said this when we were all watching the game, 13 years in the NFL, he's out there flying around like he's like a three-year dude. Those old dogs can still hunt. Fletcher <laughs> and BG, best of friends. Uh, they won a championship here together. I'll never forget, you know, those two guys breaking down that play where Brandon got the strip sack against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and how they had been setting up that guard tackle combination over there and they were switching in and out. These two guys are best of friends and they're out there competing against each other. So when you bring that up, Ellen, when Fletcher gets a sack, yeah, Brandon is searching he had an answer. as well. Yep. So great competition. Those old dogs can still hunt. And doing it from a number of different techniques and fronts. We've seen Brandon Graham line up inside and outside. Yeah. Two and a half sacks today, five hits on quarterback Carson Wentz and also active in the run game as well. Fletcher Cox was really strong against the Washington run game. So again, just looking at this defensive front, all the different ways that they can attack opposing offenses, it's just a fun team. This is a fun team for three weeks. And they're having fun. You can tell they're having fun. But when you talk about tackling, Ike, yeah. your boys, the linebackers, they're leading <laughs> the way. TJ Edwards had 10. Again, the leading tackler two weeks in a row. Kaiser White right behind him with nine total tackles. 57, 43. I love both of them, man. They usually find their way to the big skin. And if you're a defensive coordinator, that's what you want out of your linebackers. Get to the football. And these guys make plays in the run game and in the passing game. And I like the fact that both of them, they rarely make tackles in the open field. Very good, sure tacklers. They don't get panicked when they see a running back or a tight end catch the ball in the open field. They usually know how to break down and secure the tackle. Love what T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White is doing at that linebacker position. You know, one thing that both guys are doing really, really well is something that uh, linebackers coach Nick Rallis, he really harped on when I had him one-on-one last summer going into that first season. Block attention. So no matter who they're trying to take on, if it's an offensive lineman, if it's a tight end, a fullback, you see them square up to that block full extension both hands right into the opponent's chest and then you go stack and shed immediately but it's not like they're ever getting ear hold everything that they see you're able to get square stack and shed time after time after time tj edwards 10 tackles two tfls he gets the sack in the fourth quarter this guy has been playing so so well through three weeks plays downhill yes he attacks you know you could play the linebacker position tentatively and you allow you you catch blocks or you allow mm. blockers to get into your chest and it's a difficult time shedding the blocks and then making the tackles our linebackers do a great job of coming downhill. They strike, they deliver the blow, and then like Fran was just saying, they do a great job of shedding the blocks and getting to the ball carrier. Uh, great job by these guys being able to play a physical brand of football, which really isn't allowed very much in the NFL today at that position. They do a great job of being able to play physical, even though their, their best attributes are probably their athleticism and their speed, particularly in the passing game. They are showing that they will show up in the run game as well. All right, we talked about Devontae Smith having such a big day. He's now at the podium. 
can't complain. How are you feeling after that? What happened after the 44 yarder when you went I'm down? <laughs> Man, I recommend don't nobody do that. <laughs> Where'd you hit? Right. Everything. Um, we talked before in the offseason about getting stronger, um, but it seemed like also what we saw in the pre, uh, during training camp was you starting to win a lot of balls in the air. How'd you go about using that, that skill set? Oh, I mean, as a receiver, that's what it comes down to. 50-50 balls, you got to win it. I mean, the trust that Jalen has and all the receivers, just, I mean, it's our ball, no, nobody's ball. So um, just being there with him, um, just being able to make sure that if we don't come down with it, nobody comes down with it. Devontae, what's your mindset, man, when you see the ball coming your way and you know it's going to be like a 50-50 type, type ball? ball nobody. Could you, could you uh, take us through uh, the, the last play of the first half, um, you know, what you saw there uh, specifically when the ball was coming your way? My ball and nobody. <laughs> How much were you was that to get back out there because you had to get a, a play off the field? How much were you kind of pushing to get back on the field? Uh, I mean, I just I just had to catch my breath. You know, I have to out myself. I just need to catch my breath. That's all. What was that sequence like for you? Because you made the catch, you went off, then there was the run on third down. You guys had to scramble to the line. What was what was that like? Was it chaotic? Um, yeah, just because, I mean, the play that was called, I mean, we didn't necessarily didn't have it in the game plan. So you just got to be ready. You never know what's going to come up. And, I mean, everybody was on the same page, and I feel we executed it well. So what was the call? I didn't take the call. Uh, this was a career day for you. I mean, I, how does that feel? I mean, I know you're a team guy, but, you know, putting up numbers and stuff like that, the records that come with it. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, trust my training, preparation, the way I prepare. I mean, that's what it comes down to, not just me, but the team. Um, the way we prepare, the way we go out there and attack every practice, I feel like that's what's got us where we are now. Always. Devontae, you said that the play to you, the touchdown, wasn't in the game plan? Yeah, I mean, it was a play that necessarily we haven't talked about in a minute, but everybody's just been on the same page. I mean, it's in. We didn't ran it before, but it wasn't necessarily in the game plan. But that comes down to how coaches trusting us to go out there and execute whatever they call. What can you tell us about you? the Batman kid? Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't even know they had it. What you get a sense? What was Jalen like all week knowing that, you know, obviously he wasn't going to face Carson Wentz. This was certainly something that was going to be talked about. How did you, you think he approached this game? Um, it's never about nobody else. Always about him, how he can, how he controls the things that he can control. So it's never about the opponent. Never about nobody else. Always about us and how we approach the game and how we attack the day. I know you were asked a lot about not having a catch in week one, but but when that was going on, did you have the confidence underneath that like this day was going to come with a day like this? Um, like I always tell y'all, you gotta make the most of your opportunities. I mean, you you might have a game like that where you don't get the ball, you don't you know get your opportunities, but when they come, you gotta make the most of them. Okay. Thanks about that. Guys, kind of knew the strengths and weaknesses of Carson and that, but uh, you guys really got after it. Can you talk about that? I just think it, we we just made it about us. Uh, we knew what we knew about Carson, but I mean, we knew it was a new day. He he's with a new team. He know his issues too. Uh, but we just wanted to go out there and play as a team, and you know, just keep getting better. Um, our standard are, is our standard, and I'm just happy that you know we finally got one of them games uh, where we got a nine sack game. We was out there having fun and. You know, we we just want to win because we know how hard it is in this league. Brandon, before the game, you told me you told Carson that you were going to get three on him, but good luck after that. Did you say anything to him after you sacked him? For I, I was just we was having, I didn't say nothing to him after the uh, after the sacks, but uh, before the game, we had a little fun. He was just like, "Now nah, I know what it feels like to uh, you know to hear BG on the other side of it." So I just told him, "I hope you have a great year, uh, but just not today." 
kind of knowledge uh, were you able to apply kind of having been with him so long? Um, just, I mean, just knowing knowing Carson, I mean, I felt like we just had to make sure with any quarterback that you get uh, pressure on him uh, when, when you can and make sure that you keep him contained in the pocket because we know when he get outside the pocket, uh, you know, he's a great quarterback. And so I just felt like, you know, we just played together. Um, and the biggest thing for us was just making sure that we uh, do what we do and not worry about nothing else. And so I think that we played together well today. Uh, the defense stayed together. Even when we was up, we just tried to make sure we never let, let off the gas. And um, I'm proud of the boys on how we fought all the way through the game. Get nine sacks in the game. Start fast like we did. Like I mean, it was two right off the rip. That boy Fletch, Sweaty, uh, Javon. I mean, we all was out there trying to get after him, you know. And it just kind of opened up for us as the game kept going. Uh, and then you know Carson started getting it out a little quicker. But I just felt like uh, at that point we were just making sure that we we just was putting that pressure in his face, making sure that we uh, tackle well. Um, and yeah, just have fun with it, man. We was just having fun out there. How much in the first half did you kind of notice that he was getting rattled? That you guys, you know, I'm talking in the first half especially. Like you guys were rattled. First half, I mean, we was hitting him, and that's that's the number one thing as a D lineman. You just want to hit him. I mean, of course we was getting sacks too, but you know them hits, them hits add up. And I felt like uh, we were starting the way we wanted to start, and I think that um, it was more about just making sure that we didn't let up because we know we've been in this situation before where we was up and they came back and beat us. So we just had to make sure that we uh, we stayed, kept our foot on the gas. Right. How much did the defense energize the offense? The offense kind of started slowly, but it seemed like the more and more Saxon guys got, they just got in gear after all. You know, I told you all, all year uh, it's going to be games where offense carriers, defense carriers, um, special teams sometimes make a play to put us back in the game. But uh, I just think that, um, you know, the guys just – we just didn't matter. It didn't matter what the offense did. We just know if we got three points, we was going to make sure we kept them out of the zone. That was the goal. And so uh, I felt like the defense today, we just want to make sure we just keep getting better because, like, the first game we played Detroit, uh, we kind of let it off a little bit. And I, I was happy it kind of happened because, um, you know, that let us know that, we, that yeah, we got a good team, but you see if we don't stay or put with our foot on the gas that we um, we just average team if we if we don't take care of uh, what we got to do. And that's our responsibilities and, you know, trusting one another. And so I'm just happy how we just keep getting better every week. And, yeah, I just want to make sure that we just keep keep our foot on the gas in practice and it'll show up in the game. Right. So, so Ray was the number you told him before the game? What you say? Ray was the number you told him before the game? Well, I was playing with I was playing with him. We, we, we had our little stuff. I, I didn't tell him that. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was – I just told him, you know, I hope we have a great year, uh, except today. That was the only thing I said. But we was just having having our fun with it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't know what you're going to do in that game. But I'm happy that uh, we was able to do what we had to do to win the game. And, you know, if it's nine sacks was going to help us win, I'm happy with that too. Brandon, Brandon a, team, a team can be 3-0 and and feel like it's fortunate to be 3-0. and And a team can be 3-0 and and think we're really pretty good. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel like you guys are at? Don't fall into that. I ain't falling into it, Fletch. You already know. Uh, but. <laughs> I know it's always room to get better. Like like Jalen said, like they didn't score no more points in the second half. Offense feel like they can get a lot better, and I know we can feel we can feel the same way. It was plays out there we left, um, you know. But I think that overall, we look at the film, you start to see 
where you're weak at and where people going to start hitting you on certain stuff. And, you know, you just keep on work, making it about us. And I think that um, that's all you can really do. Every week is going to be different. Everybody attack you differently and just make sure that you stay on point with what we do. And so, yeah, I'm not worried about where we are right now because it's, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And so I love, I love how we starting, but we got to make sure we finish the same way because uh, it's a long season and it's about getting hot at the right time so that we can carry ourselves uh, into the postseason. Thanks, Yeah, it was time to get. I don't think we talked about football once. Uh, we just talked about you know, just how how how's life and uh, you know what's going on. Mostly about honestly what we both love outside of football, hunting and you know outdoors and things. Um, asking how the family and stuff are doing, but I don't think we spoke one word about football. Yeah, you two were pretty good friends. I mean, how weird was it to go out there and have to you know hit him? And, like, uh, it was weird. Uh, it was weird to see them in another color, you know, uh, knowing that we, we about to compete against each other. And, uh, you know, we was, I respect the, respect the hell out of Carson. You know, he's competitive and really hard worker, um, you know, but he was on the other side today. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously our conversations and friendship but still, still go on because we got to see that team again. What were you guys able to do to kind of take Carson out of his game? We just played our, our style of defense. You know, we just played, we just literally just stack, stacking on, getting better from what we did last, last week. I think, you know, here in the second half, we, we got a little sloppy. Um, and that's not that's not what we want to be. Um, I think as a defense, we got sloppy penalties, kept kept a drive alive, and you know we got to fix that. Um, and, and that's 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 my biggest worry right now. We can't get sloppy. We got to continue to just you know stay consistent and and um, and you know just you know and put the game away. Sacks were hard to come by last year. What's different this year? That's a lot different for me. Um, I changed up a lot of things that you know the way I trained. Uh, um, you know, was a little different. Um, the way I eat's a little different. Um, I mean, this year I'm just making sure that, you know, I let nothing get in my way. I mean, like I said earlier in the preseason that I think last year I got in my own way. So, uh, you know, I'm happy having fun, and, um, and, and this is one of the reasons why I came back. That, that first drive, what effect do you think that had on the game, hitting him like you guys did early? I mean, the first drive was, you know, for us, the D-line, we talked about just starting fast. I think when we start fast, you know, everybody else feed off us. Um, and, you know, that, that was the message all week, keep the edge, start fast. And basically the message every day, every week um, to let everybody know, you know, like, you know, we're, you know, we're here to, we're here to play hard. You know, um, we're, we're respect whoever we're playing and knowing that, you know, that they get paid to play too. But we just want to come out, start fast and uh, set the tone. You always want to start fast every week. But was that an extra emphasis this week that had a second, you know, the backup center, maybe some issues on the interior? I mean, honestly, uh, all week we talked about, how good we thought they were up front. You know, we thought there was a, a good veteran group that's played a lot of ball. Uh, and, you know, even with them having a new center really didn't make an effect or a drop off on them. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we went out, competed. Um, we got a big win now. We got to enjoy this right now and move on tomorrow. Was going after the ball like point of emphasis? It's always. You always want turnovers. Uh, we talk about it. I think, you know, we wanted, that's one of the problems, one of the things we didn't get done last year. We didn't create enough turnovers, enough turnovers to put our offense in position to win or get points. So that's a big emphasis. It's been emphasis in the offseason, preseason, and now just trying to take it over um, into, into the regular season. Once you and BJ kind of 
like neck and neck and career stacks with you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys like talk about that? We don't really even talk about that, honestly. No, we don't. We just, wherever we end up at, where we end up at. You know, I've been here for my 11th year. This is 13th year. And uh, so, I mean, we just go out and, and, and get it done. You know, whatever we end up at, we end up at. But right now, we're just, like you said, we're going neck and neck. Uh, and uh, it's fun. You know, it's, it's one of them things where we can compete. You know, go out and compete on Sundays, no matter what day it is. You know, game Thursday, Monday, we don't matter. So it's fun, though. I'm having a lot of fun with these guys. This defense has allowed two touchdowns in two weeks. What needs to get better if you're playing at this clip right now? Penalties. Penalties. When we had, like I said, we had some penalties in the second half, which we know that's not us. Uh, we need to fix that um, and, you know, stop keeping those those drives alive. I think we had like three or four penalties on on a drive that kept a drive alive. You know, uh, we need to clean that stuff up. Again, we missed some tackles. You know, we can't be happy with that. Um, so we just got to spend this week fixing it, try to be less penalized and, uh, you know, and, and move on. Good. Thank you. We heard from Devontae Smith, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. A big day for all three of those guys. I thought it was interesting what BG said. He referenced the Lions game and how the Lions start to kind of catch up a little bit late in that game. He said, I'm, I'm appreciative that we had that experience. He said, because we're a good team, but we're only average if we don't take care of what we need to take care of. So they learned a lot from that experience. And as we've seen now in the past two games, they have played all four quarters. And that's really what it's about. When, you wanna, when you've raised the standard, around here and you expect to be in the upper echelon uh, of the league in, in your specific area of expertise, you got to play for 60 minutes. You got to play the entire game. And that was the only blemish on that first game is that it felt like we may have taken our foot off the gas. I think the score was like 31 to 14 or something like that. It yeah. felt like the game was over to mm -hmm. me as well. Give the Lions credit for continuing the battle, but the Eagles learned something in that game. Jalen brought that up after the game about this is not the standard. We played for 60 minutes, and that's what you've seen the last two games, particularly on that defensive side of the ball. I mean, man, when they uh, taste blood in the water, man, <laughs> they are hunting. And that's what they've seen the last two weeks. When they had Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense on his heels, they didn't let up. They continued to squeeze and squeeze and not give up anything. You saw the same thing today. Um, and this could have very easily been a shutout game. Yep. Mm -hmm. It could have very easily been a shutout. As a matter of fact, I thought they played well enough that it felt like it was almost a shutout game. So I love hearing the veterans speak in this manner because they're the ones that set the tone for the younger guys on this team. And when BG and Fletcher speak, everybody in that locker room is listening. Yeah, I mean, the devil's in the details when it comes to being able to hold that for four quarters. And I think when you look at the way that de this defense has played over the last two games, you're seeing the tackling improve. You're seeing how sound they are in coverage, both zone and in man. Guys are finishing on the ball. You have a lot of uh, Eagles jerseys swarming to the football late in the down. So I think when you see that happening, when you see the defense playing with that level of personality, typically good football follows. And this is the National Football League. We saw last week in the Miami and the Baltimore game, you, you take the foot off exactly. the gas. Miami scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. I, everybody that steps on the field is a good football player. So you have to play your best, put your best foot forward for 60 minutes, or you can see what happens like we saw last weekend. Yeah, and it really is a mentality. And, and it, you would think it's something that's a given to most athletes, but it really isn't. Human nature will sometimes allow you to relax and get a little complacent when you feel like you've secured mm -hmm. a victory. But those teams that play championship-style football or play dominant football as an as a entire team, 
they finished the games. They played for four quarters. They played for 60 minutes. And, you know, the one thing about being 3-0, and you can almost get a little overconfident sure. and feel like you have everything under control. There's always a little something that you can learn from in every game. And 24 to 8, 24 to nothing at halftime today, I guarantee you they'll find some things that'll get them ready for next week's game against Jacksonville. And that's the thing is like we could talk about playing 60 minutes. Can we just talk real quick about what they did in the first 30? This is a stat from John Ganode from Eagles PR. Zero points in the first half, 50 yards on 28 plays, under two yards per play, six sacks, three three and outs, two forced fumbles, and a turnover. Good golly. I mean, that's an outstanding <laughs> first-half performance from that Eagles defense. Like, and when you look at the last two opponents, these aren't offenses where you should be able to shut them down and dominate. You look at the skill position, guys, from the last two games, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, yeah. Kirk Cousins, to Terry McLaurin. Uh, you got Curtis Samuel is playing well, the, the rookie, Johan Dodson, and Wentz, who was second in the league in passing yards per game with seven touchdowns. These are very good offenses that the Eagles' defense has put the handcuffs on the last eight quarters. This is This is – I think this is so positive moving forward that they're not going to see very many more offenses that possess the firepower that they saw today. So this bodes well. Uh, well we have some Eagles alum taken to Twitter. They're very excited about this <laughs> Eagles team as well. Who do we got? Shady. Shady. I love A.J. Brown, baby. He catches everything. <laughs> ball behind him. Don't matter. Touchdown. I think that's the uh, general uh, attitude of all Eagles fans right now. <laughs> I mean, even though the catch that he had on third down on that one touchdown drive at the end of the first half, where he just sna violently oh. snatched the ball behind him, and then he takes off big yards after catch play. That was the one that ended in the Devontae Smith touchdown. He catches everything. He's so good after the catch. He's a precise route runner. A.J. Brown is, is the real deal. Reminds me so much of Anquan Bowden. Mm. I mean, mm. just... Just, <laughs> he refuses to give you anything. You're going to have to pry that ball out of his hands. When he gets his hands on it, no one is knocking it away. Uh, I think it was a big third down catch he had where the cornerback was right there in yep. his chest, even got his hand on the ball a little bit, and A.J. was still able to secure that against his chest and come down with it. And don't let him get to running with the football after he catches it. He's looking for contact. No DBs are going to tackle him. Man, A.J. Brown has been more than what I imagined he was going to be as a Philadelphia Eagle. It's been a it's been a pleasure to watch him the first three games. I think what was a big improvement we saw in the first half of the game is the Eagles had one penalty. Last yeah, week they had eight. It got a little sloppy in the second half. They, they ended the day with five total penalties. But to end the first half with one penalty after some of the calls that were made last week, I think that's a big step forward. Yeah. And I think it goes back to giving the coaches credit. Having these guys prepared, whatever the schedule was for this week, it was certainly the right form for success coming off a short week at home going on the road down to the Washington they seem to be the fresher team they they played on Monday night they certainly yeah. look uh, fresher than what Washington looked like out there on the field yeah. so great job by this coaching staff getting this team ready to go not just mentally from the X's and O's and schemes but physically the Eagles look like the more dominant team out there. And that's the thing. It's like, to your point, Ella, just one penalty. Uh, and they only had the one that was, again, late in the game. That was the Jordan Davis one uh, on the field goal block. The Eagles' defense ended up stopping them anyway. But uh, just an outstanding game from a, you know, like crossing the T's, dotting the I's standpoint. Everything very, very detail-oriented in this win. Like, I want to ask you this. When the defense has been playing so well, what are the objectives moving forward in terms of how can they keep taking a step forward when they're playing at such a high level as it is? 
They want more, right? Hey, they want more. And they, they start to realize how good they can be as an entire unit. And everybody's going to get their opportunities to eat. You know, Monday night, it was big play Slay and Avante Maddox making plays. Today, you had the defensive line completely dominate the game. The linebackers have been solid for three straight games, making plays in the run game and the passing game. So now it becomes Jonathan Gannon's, um, like like his, his – um, he gets to put the chemistry set together and he gets to look and see, okay, what works well, what combinations come on, can I come up with to try to add something new to the scheme? The one thing Jim Johnson used to do for all of us, because he's playing 17, 18 guys every week, is finding new wrinkles in the defense. Okay, let's see what this guy does well and how can we implore it into the defense. And I, that's what I would expect from Jonathan Gannon, because once you've like Fran just said, dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's. Now you can add a little bit more. Just think about this. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and, and uh, James Bradbury, they haven't even been here very long. <laughs> so wait until they get more comfortable yep. with the defense. Now you're going to get to see different disguises and coverages where you're going to be able to mix things up on the back end, which should lead to more turnovers. All right. Well, let's see what Coach has to say all about this. Nick, podium. Line was getting close. Did you think they were nine sacks close? <laughs> Man, they they were uh, they played their their tails off. They were they were awesome. Um, you know, we thought that they could get after them a little bit, and uh, and they did. And that's the strength of our team. You know, and so you, that's what you want in division game. You want the strength of your team to go out there and and, and play like they did right there. And. Uh, uh, man, it was it was a full team effort there, a full defensive line. It wasn't just one guy. It was all the guys that, that really got after it, and it was fun to watch. Nick, how long did you work on those situations where you had the end of the first half? Where you ran the ball in third down, had to hurry up to run the, uh, the fourth down play. And uh, What are your comments on Jalen's poise in that situation? Man, we work those a lot. We, we do. We work those an awful lot. You know, and we went the first two downs. Um, we passed it on the first two downs, and we were like, you know, hey, we felt like we had enough time to get, uh, you know, with, with the way how fast we got down there with that great completion to Devante. We felt like we had enough time. We weren't kicking in that scenario, right? Um, we wanted to put seven on the board, and we felt like we had enough time to run it there. I, w I thought we were going to get in on the run. Credit to them. That's a good defense. That's a really good defense line. I got a lot of respect for Payne and, uh, and Allen and Sweat. Like, those are, those are good football players. And, and uh, you know, but we knew we felt we had enough time to do that. Um, and so, Great job by Jalen being calm. Great job by Shane being calm, getting the next play. You know, I was I, I was anticipating we get a little bit closer right there, and then be able to make a choice from there. And you know, but just awesome job, awesome operation. We work and we worked we worked that a lot. Devontae said that that play wasn't in the playbook this week. So how did how did whoever came up with it? Well, you know, we got to a p position where we were we lost some yards, and we had to go to a no huddle play. Obviously, we were going to be no huddle no matter what. And again, like we said, we thought we were going to be a little bit closer, and then you know, we had to we had to react. Now we have a certain amount. We have a couple plays that we run in a no huddle scenario there, and we keep building off of that. And so credit to Shane to get to that, you know, in that scenario. And obviously Devontae made a you know players make great plays, and you know he made a great play. Devontae, Nick, is it is it your experience that good teams have that thing where you don't know who it's going to be on a given day, but but somebody sort of always steps up? Yeah, I mean the more you can you can be where you're unpredictable the, the better right and so you know AJ had the huge first game Devontae had a huge third game they both had big time second games and and AJ's really played you know had big games throughout 
Um, you know, maybe not 150 yards, but he's had, you know, 69 yards and then whatever he had today, what, 85 yards. So, um, yeah, that's huge. And then you get you got Dallas Goddard. The, the pass game goes through those three guys. And I thought Quez Watkins did a really nice job of, you know, I know he didn't show up on the stat sheet, but he forced some PI calls, you know, that were chunk yardage. We count those as explosive plays. Um, you know, we count those as explosive plays if you get a, a plus 16-yard chunk. Uh, on a penalty, we're going to count that, and we and he and he did that because of his speed out there. And then Zach Pascal did a nice job out there as well of you know converting a couple third downs in, in critical moments. Get get after the quarterback. Uh, you know, it was sure. I think one thing one thing we really wanted to do on on known pass was be able to get after him, right, and and get him to known pass, right. And so I think we did a really nice job. Uh, of getting them to known pass, um, you know, and and then our defensive line just they went out and hunted, and uh, and again it wasn't just one guy it was it was it was all the guys and but to get there you have to be successful on first and second down and and first down really because and so great job on first down to get us into to known pass and uh, and again they just they just went out there and they um, you know. Got after them and, and won their one on one matchups and competed all day. Nick, 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 was going after the ball a point of emphasis for Carson? Um, you know, going after the ball has been a point of emphasis for us all year. We know that the double positive is in, is extremely important. How we protect the football and how we come after the football. So it was great to see, and and I think what you see in the NFL is yeah, you got some guys that will create some some turnovers and we're coming after the ball like crazy at linebacker. I think we're close and we're going to keep coming after the football and they've worked so hard. Nick Rollis has, has worked so hard and I think TJ and, and Kaiser come at, are physical guys that are coming after and we're close. We're close. We're going to keep coming after it. Uh, but where teams really do a great job of taking that ball away is when they get pressure on the quarterback and go after the arm, which we got two of those today by Hassan and I think, uh, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that's always a point of emphasis. We want to be, we're obsessed with the football. We are absolutely obsessed with the football because we know when you win the uh, turnover battle, when you win the explosive play battle, um, that, that suits you well. And so great job by them coming after the football. And, uh, and we got one of them. We didn't get the other one, but uh, that, was, that was big time again by the defensive line today. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? I'll about the fourth and one. Uh, yeah, no, second half without any points again. Uh, you said you took the foot off the gas this week. What yeah, I think it was the quite opposite this week. We were pretty aggressive this week, right? And you, you guys saw how we played that second half. Um, we were pretty aggressive. Um, you know, and we didn't, we, uh, you know, but there's probably somewhere in the middle there between the aggressiveness and the and the taking the foot off the gas. We're somewhere in the middle, and, and I'm always going to take responsibility for that. And when we got to, you know, we got to put a game away like that when it's 24 to you know 24 to nothing. We got to be able to put a game away. And we started it with you know the big pass to to Grant. His first catch went for what? La 40, 40, 40 on the first catch. Great job there by him and great read by Jalen. Uh, and then we went negative play again, but you know you got to give them credit. They they did some good things right there. But I felt like we played it almost exact opposite of the way we played last week, and it might be somewhere in the middle. Uh, if we get ourselves in that position again, we might be somewhere in the middle. The fourth, the fourth and one play. Why that play call? Why not a quarterback sneak? Yeah, uh, you know the play before that was a quarterback sneak, and uh, you know you, you always you always quarterback sneaks always on your mind. But you know sometimes they're going to take that away, and when they take that away, the perimeter is where the the play is. You know, and it didn't work that time. Uh, I had a timeout to be able to spend, and I probably, on second thought, I probably should have spent it right there because I didn't love the look 
um, you know, of what it looked like. I was great with the play call. I thought Shane's play call was excellent right there. Um, if they gave us that look, we were going to take it. Um, and I probably should have called a timeout in that particular case. Uh, but, you know, sometimes they're going to take that away. How much did you I know it's early. 3-0 start. What's that mean for you and this team as you continue to develop? All, I mean, all it means is it's a good start. And, and the, but the, our message is the same each and every week. Go to back to work. Enjoy this tonight and then on to the next round. We compare this to a heavyweight, a 17-round heavyweight boxing match that you go down and you sit in your corner after, after each round. And if you think you're too good after that round, you know, this league has a very good, uh, you know, does, does a good job of smacking you in the teeth if you do that. And so it's, it's go sit down, enjoy this tonight, go sit down in that round, rest your body up, uh, take the day off that you get, uh, correct the mistakes that we need, and then it's the same process that we went through. And I think it, don't ride the waves of the season, and that's always going to be my message, whether we're 2-5 and five like we started last year or 3-0 and oh in this particular case. We see 3-0 and oh teams, 5-0 and oh teams start hot all the time, but it's just about going back to work and not and, because this, this game will humble you very quickly if you, if you get too high on it. So go through the same process, dog mentality, all the different things, the way we say it, um, and, and don't ride the waves, waves of the season. Early in the game, um, you guys, the, the offense, I mean, the defense seemed to energize your offense when you all struggled in the beginning. How, how, you know, how much did the uh, the defensive progressive play energize your offense? Man, big time. Yeah, big time. To be able to, you know, to, to not, I think, what, what two or three drives to start the game off where we didn't get any points on offense, but knowing that the defense kept having our back. Boom, back, having our back. Having, that's what good teams do, right, is they play complementary football. And so what a great, you know, defense played good the entire game, and I think the offense kicked into a really good second quarter, um, and did some good and did some good things right there to, to really bust the game open, but to have that confidence that the defense was you know just getting stops and, and getting pressure and getting stops, uh, you know we knew we were going to kick ourselves out of it right and we got the three and then we went up ten and then you know it was great from there. Nick, what are you on Jalen? On, on Jalen, that's you know three straight games now where he's had forty plus yards and long big completions. I'm sorry. What did you say, Josh? No, just your, your impressions on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, man, he he played his butt off again, right? Uh, and again, and and what was great there is that they were taking away some of the things in the run game. Again, I got I have so much respect for Payne and uh, and Allen and Sweat. I got those are really outstanding football players. But to be able to go out there and say, okay, you're doing a good job on the run. Let's go pass the football. Jalen did a great job, and we had great playmakers make plays uh, with it. You know, and I, that was a huge turnover to get us to ten nothing, and then that little screen to Dallas Goddard was a big time play. Um, and so it was just trusting the playmakers, and then Jalen just doing a nice job of, you know, helping us get that, you know, get that win because you know it wasn't as it wasn't like it, it, that's what good teams do too, right? Is they don't win the same every week, like. You know, last year a lot of the times we were we we put the we put the game on the the back of our offensive line, and then you know today it was on Jalen, and so you know that's hard. To, that's what you want to be as multiple and, and be able to be really hard to stop. Whether it's with AJ and Devonte and Dallas and Quez, or you know run game, pass game, offense, defense, all those different things. You always talk about explosive plays. Now you've talked about it here. How much is it a luxury to have those receivers that you can maybe? push the issue more offensively. Yeah, I mean, when they're making play, like, you know, you think about Jalen and, and you call a play, 
and something breaks down and he scrambles and makes the play, right? That's that's huge, right? Um, you know, we like to think sometimes that's good coaching and that's good playing, right? And then, right, we're some, somewhat covered and Jalen puts the ball where only Jalen can put the ball and Devontae goes up and gets the ball or, 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 or AJ creates separation on a, you know, at the end of the game on a fourth down, on the fourth down call um, where he carries separation and we, we got an easy pat, uh, pitch and catch. Um, Man, that's that's great to have, you know, to be able because at the end of this end of the day, right, um, it comes down to matchups in this game. Can you win a majority of your one-on-one matchups? And with those guys, like you know, Howie's done a great job of getting those guys in here, and uh, you know, I'm so excited that the the group that we have. I feel like we got a really well-rounded group at wide receiver. Love Dallas Goddard. and those guys want, win their one-on-one matchups when they when they need to in critical moments. The third down. It's man, right? And you got win versus man. And I thought we'd in fourth down in the red zone, we they get a stop on us, and we got a win versus tight man to man. And Devontae goes up and makes a big time play. So great job to them. Uh, shows you who Devontae Smith is too, right? Like didn't have a catch in the first game, to, you know, and all he did was come back to work, uh, figure out how to how to get it done the next game, and had a huge game last game, had an even bigger game this game. What did you wear that Mike did Mike, Mike Quick? Well, first of all, I was a big Mike Quick fan growing up. Uh, I really was, and uh, I know that Quick had some big time. What he averaged? What did we say, Bob? Nineteen yards a catch against Washington, and he how long did Quick play? Fifteen games against Washington, averaging nineteen a catch. That's big time ball, and so always was a Quick fan. Uh, he had he had some great success here in Washington against. Well, I think it was. I talked to him a little bit today. It was against Daryl Green. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and then, uh, and, I, and I'm taking Mike Quick over Art Monk every day. <laughs> All right, got to go. You know, Art Monk's Yeah, go ahead, Lee. Coach. Coach is out here giving Mike Quick all That's the love. Outstanding. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a big week when he walks in here on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, listen, Hugh was <laughs> one of the greats uh, to ever play the game. And um, obviously, if his career wasn't cut short, uh, by injuries, man, he was on his way to a pro. I mean, into a Hall of Fame career. I think he was five-time All-Pro or five-time Pro Bowler yeah. in his seven years as a player. And that's the thing. Going back and watching some of his highlights, I was actually like this week. I just haven't even <laughs> seen some of his yeah. highlights uh, on Twitter. He was doing all this in the like when the safeties were coming over the middle of the field trying to knock all your teeth out, yeah. and he's putting up all his yardage in between the hashes. Quick was quick was something else. Who knew it was going to be Mike Quick Day? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Coach said we're going to enjoy this, and then it's back to work. The people putting in a lot of work are those fans in Australia who tune in for Jordan Mailata. They have a question here for Ike in our Ask Ike segment. Watching from Australia, give us your take on how important Mailata is to her to success this season so far. I mean, he's very important. You're talking about the left tackle, the guy that protects his blind side. And not only that, but when the Eagles go to run the football, Jordan Mailata is a very good run blocker as well. So um, I continue to be impressed and amazed at Jordan Mailata's development at that left tackle position. The fact that he didn't grow up playing American football and he was really um, a rugby football player. Uh, He and the work that Jeff Stoutland has done to really – help him become one of the best left tackles in all of football. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Jalen would tell you uh, not to pick Jordan out over any of his other offensive linemen, but we know how important that blindside guy is. And that's the thing, is that when Jordan finally like puts it all together, like all, all Still together. Still room to grow. The yes. There's absolutely room to grow. And we've said it a couple of times here tonight already, the devil's in the details. A couple lapses here and there from Jordan each and every week, but once you get it all together, I mean, he is such a focal point to what they 
they do. Like Ike said, not just the pass game, but the run game as well. I talked to him on Tuesday after Monday night, and he just he was so down about his performance. And they played great across the line, and he looked at me and he said, I am really, really hard on myself, which isn't totally a bad thing. No, that's a great thing. When you're a player as good as Jordan Mylotta, uh, you could easily rest on your laurels. But he is striving for perfection. I keep going back to Jalen's um, post-game speeches in the locker room where he emphasizes the standard. He's talking about it from a totality and a team standpoint, but he's also talking about it from an individual standpoint. Yep. Each guy has a standard in which they should set that they have to live up to each and every week. And Jordan Mylotta has gone from a project in the NFL to a starting left tackle in the NFL to now arguably one of the best left tackles in the NFL. And so that standard has been set by him, and he expects to play that way every week. A little bit of a tease here. In the breakdown that I do a little bit later in the show, in the Rico Review, Jordan Mailata, his presence, very, very important on that play. If he's not as athletic as he is, that play doesn't happen. I think what I love about this team, too, is any player you ask, What's their success? Why is this team good? Why are you finding success on the offensive side of the ball? They all go, the offensive line. Dallas Goddard, the offensive line. Miles Sanders this week said the offensive line. Like, they are the core and the nucleus to this this team right now. And I feel as though this offense goes as the offensive line goes. Yeah, and it's not just coach speak, right? When you think, look at either side of the ball, but we're talking about the offense in particular right now, it starts up front. Mm -hmm. They are the strength of that unit, the offensive side of the football. If you can't protect up front or you can't run block, the offense is stymied, is there's confusion, there is discombobulation out there. And the same thing goes for on the defensive side of the ball. It starts up front with those defensive linemen and the players are smart that need those guys up front. It starts with the big uglies, and I say that affectionately to those guys. You can't get anything going from an offensive standpoint or a defensive standpoint if your trenches aren't together. And thankfully, this organization has always recognized that, that it starts up front, and that's why they put so much of their resources, whether it's draft picks or whether it's uh, dollars, they, they, they put so much of their resources into their lines of scrimmage, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or defense. You think the team on the other sideline uh, wish they had a good offensive line <laughs> in this game? Uh, I think yes. that would be they'd probably be wishing for, and you say that every single year. It feels like you look around the league and it's like, oh, if this team had a better offensive line, where would they be? That's never going to be the case with the Eagles here. Uh, under this regime, it has been the case for a long, long time. And how about the players that sit behind them? Like the <laughs> yeah. starting five are yeah. good, yeah. but there's some strong players waiting in the wings too. Yeah, and again, Fran touched on it. It's it's really a philosophy that's emphasized by the organization. Started, I believe, under Coach Reed uh, decades ago, but it's it's a blueprint in which leads to success. You have to shore up your offensive line, and we have good players behind our offensive line. Think back to 2017, we lost some key guys there, and they were able to put some substitutes in there and really not miss a beat. You obviously don't want to lose guys on the offensive line, but there's a reason why um, if you happen to lose one, guys can step in there. And I always tip my cap to Jeff Stoutland, the best offensive line coach in football. Yeah, that's the thing is you, you want to have the best offensive line coach in football because you put so many assets <laughs> in the offensive yes. line. You want somebody that's good. You want the best chef to cook with the best ingredients. Yeah. That's exactly what you're dealing with up front. All right, Ike, we have another question for you. Let's see what we got here. You can submit your questions on the Facebook comments. Ask Ike, what was your go-to big play celebration when you played? I mean, do you guys need him to stand up and like demonstrate it? What exactly do you want? Well, here's the thing. I didn't have a signature celebration. Right. That's, yeah. that's for certain. But I did 
You know, I would come up with, try to come up with stuff that was spontaneous out there on the field. I may think about doing something throughout the week. Okay, if you get a big play here, you get a big tackle here, what are you going to do? Also didn't want to embarrass myself either. So <laughs> there wasn't going to be any dancing that was going on. If I didn't throw this up, I usually threw up some sort of fist pump or something like that. I usually talk to myself a lot too. Not words that I could say on camera or anything. But <laughs> normally when you're psyching yourself up, hitting yourself in the face, I'm saying some things to myself or to the opponent to let them know I'll be here all day. I, I just like imagining like 24-year-old Ike like making a big play and just yelling, victory! Like that's, that's, that's what's in my mind. I'm just going to go to bed tonight feeling good about that. Yeah, that would be the clean version of what I said. That would be the clean version of that. Uh, I don't, sometimes I don't even know where to go from here. When Ike gets going, I just let him take it away, you know? Well, I'll tell you, being out there, see, when you're, when you're, a role player, a sub player, you don't get too many opportunities to make plays mm -hmm. out there. And you certainly don't get a chance to necessarily celebrate. So I, I used to always say to myself, when you make a play, make it a memorable play and, and don't embarrass yourself celebrating. Cause we had a we had a rough locker room, man. And so if you came out with the wrong celebration, you were gonna hear about it. <laughs> Did you hear more about bad celebrations or bad outfits post game? Like, what was the what? Did oh, bad outfits was always yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was like a comedy roast show. <laughs> you came in there with the wrong outfits on, and I I remember I can remember my rookie year, man. I had, Rodney Pete was so hard, man. Listen, <laughs> our quarterback at that time. I remember wearing a shirt. That, uh, that he's wearing style back then. It was like a Versace shirt. It was like a Versace mm. shiny All right, flex shirt. on my Late on 90s, early 2000s. And I remember, I remember Rodney Pete calling me Liberace uh, <laughs> because of the shirt that I had on. It was one of those shiny Vegas-looking shirts. And I was like, I think I see it was the Midwestern flavor in me. It was okay. kind of like the one BG had on when they played All Detroit right. that first week. So Midwest has a little more uh, splash and flash to our dressing. Um, but you can't do that in the NFL locker room yeah. because these guys are merciless. And you come in with the wrong outfit on. I remember Hollis Thomas wore a leather suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Hollis, the tag. <laughs> you don't need leather on. So that, that, that was a fun weekend talking about Hollis. <laughs> well, uh, the new thing to wear around here in Philadelphia are uh, Batman capes. Yes. Don't know if you heard. Yeah, we saw, saw them today. Here we go. I've been seeing some tweets from the locker room. AJ Brown said he got it on Amazon for $9.99. So I'm sure <laughs> Eagles fans are currently blowing up their Amazon Prime accounts, ordering themselves a cape. $10 you, well spent. Well, I didn't know what my Halloween, Halloween costume was going to be this year. <laughs> Batman, yeah. I'm going to be Batman. AJ Brown got it. Uh, Smitty got AJ it. Yep. Cape for everyone. I'm more of a... I'm more of a, um, I'm not a swole Batman. That's AJ. Okay. AJ's okay. a swole Batman. I mean, I'm somewhere between skinny Batman. The, the skinny Batman and the fast Batman. <laughs> I'm not like swole Batman. I'm like swollen Batman. Like, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. <laughs> I like how Ike just self-proclaimed himself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Skinny Batman. Yeah, right. All right, Ike. Sure. Do, you, do I want to be Smitty Day or do I want to be Quez? I don't know. What do I want? <laughs> In between Quiz and, and the Slim Reaper. I'm in between those right. two guys. All right, well, you can keep submitting your questions and ask Ike in the Facebook comments. Guys, where do we go from here? I mean, we've gone completely off the rails here today. 
Well, no, it's a good thing. I here, Here's where I would go. Let's go to Jonathan Gannon. I mean, right. we talked about the defense earlier, obviously giving love to the defensive line, the nine sacks. But the game plans that Jonathan Gannon has put together the last two weeks, I don't see how anybody can complain about them. I thought last week he took advantage of a situation where the Minnesota Vikings, when they, when they started to become predictable on offense in that second half, Jonathan Gannon, he ramped up the pressure. When you know you're going to sit back there and throw, 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 he had the opportunity to get after Kirk Cousins in that, in that offense. And then you come into this week, he didn't need to bring in extra guys. He didn't need to bring extra pressure. Let that front four eat. And then I like how he mixed up the coverages pre-snap and then once at the snap of the ball, he gave Carson something else to look at. I know the uh, Washington's offensive line wasn't very good today, but some of that was because what the secondary and defense was doing to force Wentz to hold the ball. We we know Carson very well. You give him a pre-snap look, he has a pre-snap read. If you don't change it up, he can take advantage of you. He can pick you apart. But you give him some different looks to where pre-snap versus the snap of the ball, now he doesn't know where to go with the football, and that's when he sits back there patting the baby, and you end up getting sacks. And I thought Jonathan Gannon did a great job. They obviously have the inside intel on what, frustrates Carson at times at the quarterback position. They were able to implement that today, and I thought Jonathan Gannon's game plan today was outstanding. You talked about with Minnesota's offense how they were very predictable, you know, that, hey, we're going to drop back, drop back, drop back late in that game. I think what we've seen the last two weeks, this defense is very unpredictable, especially when they send pressure. A number of times here today, I saw a number of second down pressure, second and long, where, you know, look, last year you looked at the pressure scheme, the blitzing, especially in the second half, it was mostly third down. It was like, all right, third and long, Eagles are going are to send pressure, and they're going to play man-to-man coverage. This year, we're seeing a lot of variety and that's the thing is like if you're an opposing quarterback first down second down third down potential for blitz is there maybe the volume is not as high as other teams but you have to be ready for it at any given point and to me that's one of the things that has stood out over the first three weeks is that this defense really mixing up coverages and pressures all the different front looks as well with guys lining up inside and outside the personnel groupings to me the variety is what stands out about this defense we got another question for you Ike let's see we have from Eagles fans what was your favorite play from the offense through the first three games? And what wow. was your favorite play from the defense? No pressure. You got to really dig into wow. the, the memory wow. box here. I mean, with the offense, it's been so much there from an offensive mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, my favorite play from the offense. Wow, you got to come back to me on that one. Wow. I, I, it's easier Did for me we to leave Ike speechless? I, I think defense, is it the James Bradbury pick six where Kaiser White gets up and blocks out in front? No, I was going to go with the Slay interception. Which, okay, Which the first one? one the, the first Slay the interception. First Slay one, okay. Because he's matched up on Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson really has a two or three way go on Slay. Yep. And really, he has to be sound in his technique in order to defend this play. He does a great job, film study, tape study, understanding where they want to go with the ball, and he's able to jump that route. The reason why that's one of my favorite plays, because it really highlights how good of a player big play Slay is. And it's not just from sheer athleticism, it's up here as well. It reminds me of Troy Vincent from that standpoint. He's a better athlete probably than Troy Vincent. Don't tell Troy I said that. <laughs> but from the, from, the, from the intelligence part of it and understanding your opponent, I think they're neck and neck. That's the one thing Troy always had. He understood who he was going up against, and that gave him the advantage. And I think it does that for Slay as well. Now I can go back to the offense now to something that's <laughs> popped in my head. So many throws from Jalen Hurts. It's, it's hard to choose which one that I like the most. I'm going to go with a play from today. The play Devontae Smith caught. Uh, he had the safety help over the top. He had the corner under him yeah. where he went up to get the football. But he was right before the half where they yes. scored.
going yep, right yep, before yep. half. That was a very good play from Devontae. Or the play that didn't get challenged in the first half. <laughs> Devontae Smith called. Oh, wait, that play didn't get challenged? No, that play didn't get challenged. They should have talked about that more on the yeah, broadcast. I, I feel I like they only talked about it seven, eight times. Yeah, that was also a great play from Devontae. So, hard to choose from when so many guys have been making plays offensively, and Jalen has really been at the forefront of that, giving his guys uh, the opportunity to make those plays. So, yeah, that play right there to, to Devontae, it just, you don't expect that. I expect that play from A.J. Brown. You know, I guess now I should expect that from Devontae. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a very good wide receiver. I know we've been goo-goo-ga-ga over A.J., rightfully so. We may have forgotten just how good number six can be when he gets his opportunities. In the last two weeks, man, he's looked very good. Outstanding. Uh, the, really, the performance that reminds me of was Devontae last year against Denver. Remember, he had a couple mm. of those big catches in that game, a couple of touchdowns. But uh, Jalen Hurts in this game, guys, first quarterback since 2008, since Donovan against the Rams early in that season, to go for 275 and three touchdowns in the first half. So, again, just talking about this passing game, uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, the hits keep on going, Dallas Goddard, obviously. Uh, just a, a really fun offense to watch. We're talking about Jalen Hurts. Let's hear from the man himself, Jalen Hurts, at the podium. All right, question for Jalen. Hey, Jalen, can you take us through the sequence on that play, that those plays at the end of the first half when you didn't have timeouts and uh, the seconds were ticking down? Devontae said the actual touchdown play wasn't in the game plan. Um, what else did he say? <laughs> that was what I remembered. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we're in a situation in the game where we didn't have any timeouts. Um, and pretty much we just had to make sure we're on the same page. Um, kind of loud in the stadium. Um, so to, to his saying, um, it, it probably wasn't the intended call, um, but... Um, the all 11 guys on the field being on the same page and making the play work that was called um, from the quarterback. So um, he made a great catch. He made a really good catch. So you put in the words the kind of game he had today. I mean, you know, acrobatic catches, uh, 44 yards, 45 yards. Yeah, I think that's 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 who he is. He's he's a uh, he's a great player, um, all around player. You know, a slim reaper, slim reaper. Uh, by, by the eyes, he may be a little sly, but he, he plays like a big boy, and he, and he is. He's a grown man. You talk, about the, you talk about the crowd noise. Most of that was for you guys. Did you feel it? Well, yeah, I want to uh, give a special shout-out to the Eagles fans, everybody who came out uh, to FedEx Field. Um, you know, it definitely felt like a, it felt like a home game, um, just the, the, how loud it was in there, how much green and black was in the stadium. Um, it was very, very impressive, and it was a sight to see. So. Um, Got to keep keep riding like that. Keep so, going. Sorry. So Jalen, you called that that play then that, that touchdown yeah. spinning. And what did you like about it? We made a great catch. Um, it's you know we we kind of put ourselves in these situations all the time. And um, like I said, one, one thing I've talked about all week is is being on the same page with the coaches, um, making sure everybody's on the same page, seeing the game the same way. Um, so when there is a situation where communication is maybe not the best. Uh, maybe I'm not getting the play in because of how loud it is or whatever. Um, they, they they expect me to make it work um, with something that I know that will be um, that will put us in an advantageous uh, place to execute the play. Um, and that was one of those plays. Again, um, not having any timeouts. I think it was a really big time play by him 
to go up there and snatch the ball out the air, high point the ball, and um, you know get us points, get us points before halftime. And um, obviously, I, I look back on it, um, and I we preach how important it is to double dip, and I'm sure that question will be coming soon in the second half and how we play. So I answer it now. Um, just, 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 just coming out in the second half, and um, I want to say not losing our intensity. I feel like everybody. Um, has the right type of focus going into the second half. We just have to execute. Um, I think there are a couple, a handful of plays in the second half where it can go the whole entire other way if we just hit it. If I, you know, if we connect on the throw to AJ, a whole different uh, feel in the second half. If we get Dallas a ball, um, if we handle a certain pressure um, a certain way, um, and those are all things that we can control. And that was my message to the team. You know, we, we go out there. Um, you look yourself in the mirror as a man and you say, am I controlling the things that I can control? Um, and if you can do that, that's how you get better. That's how you take steps because that's a, that's a kind of a piece of accountability. Um, but it's also the first step in, you know, in the right direction to um, growth, um, controlling the things you can. How important is this having to punt those first several uh, drives? What did it mean that the defense was able to have such a dominating performance? Well, I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, they, they were able to affect them early. Um, just the, the front seven, um, they, they played, they played a great game. They played a great game. Um, nine sacks is, you know what I mean? That's that's crazy. In one way or the other, eleven, other ten guys on the field uh, to not see their quarterback panic in one of those and a half type situations. I can't tell you. I mean, I. That's something that you kind of have to describe yourself. I mean, I, that's who I am. Um, I try not to get too high, get too low, regardless of the situation, and just make it work. You know, sometimes we kind of get caught up in, well, this is the perfect look for this. This is like make the play work, and that's that's my mentality out there playing quarterback. And um, I know I'm a reflection of the team. I'm a reflection of all the other guys on the field. Um, I know they, they have their eyes on me. I mean, they expect me to lead them, so I just want to – um, do my job to my best abilities. You guys, are up, three, you guys are up to a 3 0 beginning of the season. What are some of the things that you see differently this season as opposed to when you guys were playing last year? Honestly, I don't. In, in terms of us um, playing to our standard and, and being who we, we think we can be as a football team, I say it's about the same. You know, I think, um, I think you know, we've yet to play our best ball yet. Um, I think we're close in terms of executing on a consistent basis throughout four quarters of the football game. Um, last year, you know, I remember I remember being asked the question of, oh, well, how close how close are you? You're saying this every week. Well, I think it's the same situation here. We just got three wins in our column, but um, I could care less about it because we, we haven't played to our standard yet. Um, so if we can continue to strive and play to our standard, everything else will handle itself. I mean, that's a day-by-day thing. So a group of receivers that you have, um, you know, obviously the first game, A.J. Brown had a huge game, and Devontae, obviously today. What does that say, like, you know, when defenses try to, like, stop one of those guys, it just seems like it's pretty hard? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the, the as I said it out there on the field, the work we put in in the offseason, um, which is supposed to show in times like this, um, the trust we have in one another, um, being on the same page, um, to see it uh, paying off now is great. Well, we know there's more to it, um, and we know you know it's just the beginning. Um, but I have I have a, a, a numerous amount of trust in every guy on the field, 
88, um, 11, 6, 16-3, um, all the running backs, everybody. You see G. Kalk coming in there making a big-time play when Dallas wasn't available. Um, same with Jack Stowe. So um, it, it, it takes it, it takes a, a group effort, you know, and together everyone achieves, achieves more. You know That's what good. I mean? And, and it, it takes everybody. Good time to Jamar. Good time to Jamar Carson Wentz's team. You and Carson are going to be connected probably for your entire careers, and you had a great game the first time you played Carson Wentz. Now that it's over, is there any satisfaction for you that you've, you've shown that you can sort of handle what you left on? I, I don't. I, I say not. Um, I just think it's it's very good for us to come in here uh, week three and get another win, um, regardless of the opponent. Um, it's a faceless opponent to me, um, and we came out here. Um, we, we were able to get away with a win. Um, we didn't play to our standard, and that's kind of the biggest takeaway I have from this game. Same with the last two weeks. So um, we're grateful for the win, but but I'm not satisfied. That's why is different now than he was a year ago. Yeah, I think um, he's always been who he is. Um, I don't think, you know, I think he's the same guy. I think um, he's got more comfortable in what he's doing. Um, I think it's a great compliment to have who we have on the field outside. Um, and I think um, he's a guy where, um, you know, when, when, when his number's called, I know you answer the phone. Cool. Thanks, Jalen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Jalen Hurts with three passing touchdowns today. So earlier, Fran broke down one of his touchdowns to Dallas Goddard in this week's Freako Review. All right, so this week here on the Rico Review, I want to take a look back to the first half. A sack fumble by Brandon Graham leads to the Eagles getting the ball deep in Washington territory, and the Eagles' offense capitalizes with a touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts to Dallas Goddard, a screen pass to the tight end. By the way, Dallas Goddard comes into this game fifth in the NFL in yards after catch in the entire league. So how do they get him the ball in space here? Really well-designed play-action screen pass. So here's what the Eagles do on this play. This is going to be a fake run to running back Miles Sanders, and all the Eagles are going to pretend to do here is they're going to pull the offensive tackle Jordan Mailata in the hole. Not often that you get tackle power. Not many teams run this play where you're going to pull the offensive tackle to the opposite side. The Eagles do run it, and these linebackers, they see it, and it's like they want to flow to the football as fast as possible. So they're going to try and flow really fast to the opposing side. And what that does is it creates really favorable angles for center Jason Kelsey and for guard Isaac Sayamalu. So we'll let this run here for a second and watch. As soon as that play fake happens, watch those Washington linebackers. They both flow to that side. Then you see Jason Kelsey and Isaac Sayamalu do an outstanding job of leveraging their blocks. They create an alleyway for Dallas Goddard. You can see there's the alley. He's just got to make one man miss. It's Dallas Goddard versus the safety Cameron Curl, and Goddard does the rest here. Outstanding move in the open field. He's able to get the rest of the way into the end zone for a touchdown. The Eagles offense, well-designed play there. We know about this run game. Well, that makes the play-action pass go as well. Dallas Goddard, 23 yards to the house for a touchdown. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, fellas, let's see. We got three players up. Fletcher Cox, what a day for the big boys up front. Two quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, and then Brandon Graham, he ate today too. Two and a half sacks, five quarterback hits, 13 years in the NFL, and he has not taken his foot off the gas. The offensive side of the ball, Devontae Smith, you can't forget about him. Eight receptions, 169 yards, and that touchdown. What do we think, guys? Well, 
You know, I'm, I'm very unpredictable here. <laughs> and as great of a defensive effort as it was Ooh. for the defense with the nine sacks, come on, man, the Slim Reaper is your player of the game. Devontae Smith was outstanding today. I got to go I gotta go with Smith. Skinny Batman. I just want to get all of your former teammates on the phone. <laughs> I just say after a nine-sack performance, you're going offense? Brandon Graham had two and a half sacks. He had five quarterback hits. He was constantly around the football, run game, pass game. Give it to number 55. All right. I got to tell you a secret. Okay. Uh, in my former life, I was a wide receiver. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> you were the wide receiver that was in between Quez and Devontae. Yeah, that's you know, throwing a Heisman yes, Trophy. You know, yes. that's who you were. I still felt like my high school coach didn't give me an opportunity to show what I could do. <laughs> Should have been a wide receiver, not a linebacker. But you moved on. You moved on. <laughs> yes. You don't think clearly, about it Clearly, clearly yes, he's moved yes. on. All right, Jamison Nightcap, Doug Peterson is coming back to Philadelphia. The Jacksonville Jaguars will hit the road. They'll be at the link on Sunday at 1 o'clock. They're playing right now. They lead the Chargers 13-7 to in the second quarter. What do we think, guys? They have a pretty good defense. Yeah, Jacksonville, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they win that division. You know, Doug's down there, great job of coaching early, young team. They believe in him. There's a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball. And you know he'll have his guys ready to go next week. We'll see how the rest of this game goes. Right now they've got the lead on the Chargers. I'm going to say this right now. This is the best team the Eagles have faced yet. Uh, this mm. team, defensively, outstanding for the first two games. Watch both of them uh, on Thursday. Watch both games on offense on Friday. This team is kicking right now. Uh, on offense, very, very efficient. You know about Trevor Lawrence. The scheme is really good. Defensively, that is a really tough group. That front gets after it. They play a lot of aggressive man coverage. That's a good team. One of my former teammates, yes. my mentor when I came into the league, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell down there for Doug Peterson. We were all former teammates at one point, Doug, Mike, and myself. So it's great to see that Mike has his guys. I wonder if he's incorporating a little bit of Jim Johnson in there. But well, he's probably got a lot more Todd Bowles in there, right? Well, he's got a little bit more motivation this week after he picked a wide receiver for Toyota Player of the Week. Uh, he's, gonna be, he's coming after us a little bit more now that he knows you've turned to the dark side. Trevor Lawrence is going to be looking at nine sacks today, and he's right. going to be watching that film yes. with his eyes wide. Well, be sure to tune into the kickoff show at 12:10, right? before that one o'clock kick. We will have you covered all day long here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and all our social platforms. But for now, for myself, Fran Duffy and Ike Reese, go Birds.